I'll take I'll take That's a, the one L in the night, one, no? One L, that's it. It's your only L. Hmm. Two L's would be L L. Cool J. Apples to Apples, the podcast where we talk about everything from professional wrestling to whether or not we should ever completely move away from physical media. CDs, DVDs, video games, should we just go completely digital and downloads? Depends on what we're talking about. I don't ever, I think we should always have some sort of physical, tangible proof of something. 100% agree. Um, I'm moving away from like CDs, DVDs because they scratch super easy. So you could say that about games. Uh, Blu-rays. Blu-ray. They're all Blu-ray discs now. That's why I don't collect 360 games. I have all PS3 games for the most part. For that Is there a difference between... Blu-rays. They don't scratch easy. Really? Yeah. They, huh. it's, it's harder to damage the disc. And I don't they know. can read. Because it's read by a laser, it's a pain. But yeah. It's, uh, I personally always like having physical hard copy. I've actually been slowly getting into vinyl, and I like the idea of that over CD. But they just don't store as much data, right? No, they don't. Yeah. Also, it depends on, like... If you're listening to a, an artist who made a vinyl album this year, it's going to sound completely different from somebody that, that did it in the 60s. Like years. Very yeah. true, very true. Um, for me, I don't really care. I mean, my books, comic books, graphic novels, ETC, uh, certain games, I like to have the actual physical, yeah. what you call it, but in terms of music, it doesn't make a difference to me. It's funny you bring this up, actually, because last night I found a Humble Bundle for $8. I think I got like 200 issues of Spawn for like... Wow. Yeah. And I've been trying to read Spawn for a minute, and the paperback versions of that is impossible for less than eight bucks. So interesting. Anyway, enough of that. You didn't come to listen to us talk about physical and, and non-physical, digital, audio, oh, whatever, and media. You came to, to hear us talk about wrestling because we talk about wrestling and everything else. As always, I'm one of your hosts, Will the Thrill, the Poetarian. Shakespearean candidate, major English, whatever you need me to be, baby, I'll be that for you because that's who I am. As always. Do you got my poem though? I will beat you endlessly. As always, I am joined <laughs> to my left by the one and only. Very sensual. Oh, Lord Jesus. The very doit. <laughs> Mr. Sunglasses at night himself. Your boy, Shades. And, of course, to my right. The work hers. Oh, the work hers? I can't use my lips. I'm not a word hers. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> the work hers. The double Z, the double E. Maddie Bizzle. He's a work hers because he can't, he can't wake. He's you can't even get the word work No, because I'm exhausted. I've been up since 8, I think. Oh, 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 eight 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 oh, oh my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. 8 o'clock. 6.30, try again. Why? Ugh. Anyway. Seven, sorry. We are here to discuss WWE Elimination Chamber 2019. Where are you listening to that? Where are you getting your chamber news? SoundCloud.com slash Grapples Apples. Grapples number two apples. Or Google Play Music or Apple Podcast. So now, without further ado. Without further dudes. Without... <laughs> <laughs> There are no further dudes for this podcast. Oh my lord. So, <laughs> ring that bell! So we are talking about WWE Elimination Chamber 2019. That just finished wrapping up about 10 minutos Ish. ago. Give or take. Give or take. Give or take. 
Um, let's start with the card in the in the order that it was. So the pre-show or kickoff show, whatever you want to call it. I think it's calling it the kickoff show. Now. The kickoff, the pre-show, had only one match. It was the cruiserweight championship match. Defending champion Buddy Murphy versus Akira Tozawa. Not to be confused with his cousin, Fingerzawa. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> for this, for He's this the time. only one laughing at his joke. <laughs> it's like, Fingerzawa! Oh my god. I'm sorry, I can't help myself. Fire. <laughs> it was a good match. And for... I think this is one of those things where when they ever have the cruiserweights on the show, the main objective should be to hype the crowd up and to sell 205 Live. Mm. And I feel like this match did that. By the time the, the card wrapped up, I mean this match wrapped up rather, some of the crowd was chanting, a lot of the crowd was chanting, this is awesome. Because mm-hmm. this was a very well-booked match that you know highlighted Buddy Murphy's power and strength versus Akira Tozawa's striking and speed and agility. Yeah. And so, I thought this was really good. I don't want to say really good, but I thought this was a good match. I thought it was a good match that highlighted both participants, that highlighted 205 Live, and got the crowd ready and excited for the, you know, actual Olympics Chamber main card. Yeah. Um, I've feel like they should put these... Uh, I, I, I'm I disappointed that they dropped these guys from the main card to the, to the pre-show. The problem is, there's... The only matches that you could have put on the pre on the kickoff show other than this match feature names that are too big to be on the kickoff show. You can't put... Shane does not ever go kickoff show, period. Sure. So you can't do that. You can't have Strowman and... Corbin? And... Because it's it's not just Strowman and Corbin. Yeah, we had these other things. Exactly. We'll get there. So that can't be on the on the kickoff show. Balor and Lashley can't be on the kickoff show. So there's no other match you can put on the kickoff show. This is the perfect match to be on the kickoff show. I agree. Yeah. It's fast paced, a lot of action, uh, some high spots, some 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 great spots. We actually saw a what was that like? Um, very good spot where he had him in like a press. Yeah, power bomb that was yeah, the first yeah, yeah. to a Rana. Yeah. This match did its job in terms of getting people excited for what was to come in, in the pay per view. I agree. The right man went over. Yeah, I mean, there was no. I don't think there's any question. Uh, we were you, you and I were watching the show together, and I'm like, there has to be like a super babyface cruiserweight to come in and take this title off of Buddy Murphy. Other than that, he, there's I don't think there's anybody there that can actually beat him. Their only chance was Mustafa. And they didn't pull the trigger and then called up Mustafa to SmackDown. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So now I don't know who on 205 Live can beat Buddy Murphy. Cedric Alexander is the only like person, but we've we've done that already. Yeah. It's, it's done to death. So mm-hmm. who else in the Cruiserweight division is going to really compete with Buddy? I can't think of anybody. I got nobody. I mean, they have that new guy that they just signed to participate in the World Collide Tournament. Um, oh, what is his name? Humberto Corillo. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. So if you build him properly, no, he can be your they'll, guy. They'll just cut his, the, the Corillo part and just call him Humberto. Humberto. That's a, it's Humberto! That's exactly what they'll call him. That's Humberto. Exactly what Humberto. Humberto. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Make me sick. 
<laughs> Why do I hear Birdo like like from Yoshi like uh, Yoshi's Birdo? Oh, Birdo. Humberto. Birdo. Birdo. It's, uh, Birdo. Okay. Okay. Now it's now it's now you're going fun. down a rabbit hole. <laughs> <laughs> so Murphy went over with the uh, the Murphy's Law, which was reversed from a giant octopus. Yeah. Well, I don't like the I like the octopus stretch. Well, this is like a modified version of that, where yeah. like he gets in real deep. And oh yes. Excuse me. Simmer down. Now. Go down. And like he really stretches him out further than a, a traditional octopus stretch. Like this I is what they call it, the giant octopus. Yeah, I don't, I don't. I still don't like it. I mean, because the octopus stretch is my favorite submission. Really? Yeah, it is. It's an interesting submission. To it was well when my brother and I used to wrestle as children. Mm-hmm. That was the only like legit submission I can get him in, where he didn't help me out like sharpshooter. He actually turned over. Okay. The octopus stretch I can actually do on him. Okay, fair enough. So, I always just liked it. And I was like, oh, cool. The abdominal stretch was like, oh, whatever. I never liked the abdominal stretch. No, because I feel like you could just hip toss them. Yeah, I feel like it's weird. Yeah. Mm. But the octopus stretch is like... You know what submission move I like for some reason? The Mexican surfboard. I do, but I you have to be it takes on your so back, mu- yeah. and they have to like press them up. It takes so much to set up, but something about the Mexican surfboard I like. It's really cool. Daniel Bryan does it still, and I appreciate yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, mm-hmm. so yeah... Uh, Buddy Murphy retains the Cruiserweight Championship because duh. The main show opens up. Yes, sir. With one of the chamber matches. I mean, WWE traditionally does this. When they have a gimmick match that involves the cell or the chamber or something like that, they like to bookend their shows with the the, the matches. With the gimmick matches. Chamber to chamber, basically. Right. Mm. They start off the chamber... For the WWE Women's ta- Oh, excuse me. The first Don't. ever women the tag team champions. Not the first the ever. Inaugural. Not, inaugural. Not even. Listen, this is the way the WWE's calling it. But they're this lying. This is the way that I got to call they're it. They're ignoring their own history. Of course they do that. They do that all the time. But how can you, like, oh my God. It's so disrespectful to the women who held those titles when they were existed. The old titles were WWF titles, correct? Yeah, everything was yeah, WWE. Yeah, that's a, that's a, that's <laughs> that's WWE. That should be their loopholes, like for this. It's the same company. No, because the WWE Championship was the WWF Championship, and the WWF Championship, I believe, is part of that lineage as well. Correct. So yeah, if you're gonna, Bruno Stan Martino's. That's like, what I'm saying. So if you're going to acknowledge the WWF Championships, then why are you not acknowledging? The WWF championship. The WWF Tag Team Women's Championships. Women's Tag Team Championships. The only reason I could logically compound as to why they would transition that way is because they they, they had an actual transition from belt to belt for WWF to WWE. But, okay, so here's, here's my, my I'm not trying to say to it's that. right, but, you know, it's that's the when, only thing that makes sense for me. When there. they dropped the Cruiserweight Championship and Hornswoggle was the last Cruiserweight Champion, right? Yeah. And they brought it back, yeah. the new purple one, they didn't call them the first ever cruiserweight champion. But they go on, continue, I'm sorry. I don't mean So that. why is it so like the the fact that there's not a continuous champion should not be the reason. Granted, the tag team women's championships from before were only lasted for like nine years and were like three decades ago, but that shouldn't change the fact that it's part of your history. So if your cruiserweight championship is acknowledged as cruiserweight as not the new then why is this the the first ever? You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't... I understand what you're saying. And to your point, 
they kind of did this with the uh, women's championship, where they com- almost completely forgot about before the divas belt uh, de-evolution. Mm, mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they yeah, had yeah. The, uh, the divas championship. They had the women's championship, but right. they kind of like forgot about like, yeah. everything that happened before the divas championship. And I was like, oh, the new women's championship. Like they like they didn't have Trish Stratus or Lita or Mickey James hold these uh, the, the women's championship. Yeah, you're right. You're right. When when Charlotte won it at Mania, they kept booking calling and talking about it as like the first women's championship. And that's nonsense. Yeah, it is. It's not the the women's championship was around first. Then they created the Divas because of the brand split. Mm-hmm. Then they absorbed it into just being the Divas. Which is horrible. Which was the worst. You, you, you went the wrong way there. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then they went backwards. And then they went back to, to the women's ship. I don't know. I just think it's... But even then, they've acknowledged it now. Now they acknowledge them all as one linear like champion. Mm-hmm. You know, they... Oh, yeah, former women's champion Mickey James, former women's champion Trish Stratus, former women's champion Lita, former, you know, champion Michelle McCool. They, they're all in the same lineage. So why is this not being treated the same? Granted, again, it was only a few years, and this was like three decades ago. But don't disrespect your, your history. And you don't have to acknowledge it, but don't ignore it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Does this, that make sense? Yes, but I, I feel like they're they're saying it's new for the the younger generation. But you can you can call it the new and acknowledge it being new to now without calling it the first. Uh, absolutely, that's my issue. Absolutely. It's them calling it Listen, first you, ever. You and I are on the same page. That's my one. whole thing. Mm-hmm. If you don't want to acknowledge it, don't acknowledge it, but don't call this the first because it's not the first. No, I get it. I'm on the same page with you guys too, but I'm just I'm just trying to like logically understand why they would have done that in the first place. Because because you know why? Because the women who held those titles for those few years that they existed are not names that they have been able to sell since. Mm. I don't like to use the word, but they're not they're not sexy names. They're yeah. not like yeah. big money names. Yeah. It it could be Gertrude and um, Urkel Guru that were right. the champions, and they don't care about that. Mm. If it was... And they were good teams. Like, I watched some of those matches. They were, like, good tag team wrestlers. And if it was uh, Ivory and Alundra Blaze as the tag team champions... They'd probably they'd, acknowledge they'd it. They'd probably exactly. acknowledge it. Exactly. But because it wasn't really prominent, they don't care. But... We digress. <laughs> <laughs> we can go on and on about that, but what I like... This match was pretty... For the main mm. show opener, pretty good match. I was concerned that this was going to be a mess. I thought it was going to be an overbooked mess once the third team got into the match, or the fourth team got into the match. Because you're talking about eight people? Yeah. Eight women? You're talking about six teams. I mean, yeah, right? Six teams, Mm -hmm. two women each team. We're talking about 12 women all together in this match. Good math. Quick maths. Quick maths. Where if they're all out of the pods and not eliminated at the same time, you're talking about 12 women in the ring. Looks like a Royal Rumble. Exactly. Mm. And we've had what one other tag team chamber match in the history of the WWE? There was. They said it was two or three years ago, I think. Yeah. yeah the with the like the, the Lucha Dragons were in it, and the I don't New remember, Day. It was, it the was New a, Day. Uh, yeah, the Ascension. It was a bunch. Yeah, of yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was a mess. Yeah. It was a mess where botches here and there, and like the, no one knew. Everyone was stepping each over each other's feet, and it was. That's what I was afraid. This was gonna be. I was like, this match, for what it is and for like what it represents for women's wrestling, this needs to be clean. 
Mm. And I was so happy that the booking in this was clean. And no point did it feel like there was too much going on. I think we create, we as in ourselves, uh, Mr. Thrill and I <coughs> created stuff to look for. Mm -hmm. Like, we spent probably half the match trying to figure out if Mandy Rose lost her front teeth or it was lipstick. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, we were trying to see, like, hmm, did something go wrong in this match? And it's like, nothing. This this Clean. match almost went off without a hitch. I can't think. I can't think of or remember any botch or anything that I saw during the match. Nothing at all. crazy, at least. It was it was clean. It was well booked. It was smartly booked. I'm surprised that they booked it this well. I was completely expecting them to 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 crap the bed, put the towels on the wrong people. And again, I thought this was going to be a mess. This is the only match I cared for, to be honest. I was excited for this match and only for this match. Mm. But I was so worried about it. And I was pleasantly surprised. So let's let's go through their teams and how sure. the, and their uh, elimination. Fabulous Glow. Team of Carmella and Naomi. Who uh, made headlines separately yeah. over the weekend. Yes. <laughs> oh, yes, they did. They get eliminated by the Iconics. Yes, the Iconics. Iconics. They do their pin, they come I, out, they do the little stance. I just love how, by the way, within a few months, we've all turned into, like, low-key Iconic fans. No, not, not, it's not low-key anymore. I told you, I was like, yo, I love Billy Kay. She, for me, she's probably the best, the funniest thing in the women's division. For sure. Her facial expressions are, like... Like you just can't compare with her facial expression. Yeah, no, there's there's absolutely zero comparison. For me, also, Peyton Rich changes her hair color. Oh, yo, don't do this. Don't don't mention this. I have to. Oh my god. Because I was so bothered by it. <laughs> but it looks good on her. And after it, after a while, it grew on me. It after looks I was good like, on oh, her. you know, she looked like Farrah Abraham. <laughs> now, for wow. those who don't, <laughs> why why is this where we're going right now? That's yo. That's what he said. I was like, yo, chill. For I was like, we're not doing this. Use who don't know who Farrah Abraham show, is. Please. She was a teenager who got pregnant and was on the show called Teen Mom on MTV. Wasn't no? Wasn't Farrah Abraham the Octomom? No. no. Yeah. Different. Different other videos. <laughs> they okay, both did. Okay. Adult yeah, 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 yeah. That's who I was thinking of. In terms, I mean, I knew who Farrah Abraham was, but I could have sworn she was Octomom. Yeah. No, Farrah Abraham was on Teen Mom. Gotcha. But they both went the same route. Got yes. It. Oh they, yeah. They were both yeah, 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 yeah. starting adult films. Yes. Yes. That's why I confused the two. Yes. Sure. But the Iconics, <laughs> kind. Uh, what was it? A. Uh, uh, Sunset flip into a jackknife? Yes. Yes. I love that pin. Beautiful. Naomi. Sunset flip into a jack... Oh, just... And it wasn't a... It was, a, double it was a combo. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Billy Kay did the sunset flip, and then Peyton Royce Peyton went over that. the top for the jackknife. I was like, oh, that's nice. That's real nice. And the part that got me was Naomi's arguing with the ref, like, yo, you got pin clean, guy. <laughs> <laughs> she got pin clean. The, the funny part after is they're celebrating... And then the rest of the teams, the Riot Squad, um, Nia Jax and, and Tamina aren't in the match yet. They're still in the pod. Uh, Fire and Desire and the Boss and Hug oh, connection are surrounding them. And they're like, no, 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 wait, wait, wait. Look at them. They're going to come out. Like, they're <laughs> going to come out. And then, sure enough, the timer starts. 
They come out and then they just and they, they all run. try jumping them and and then they kind of run back into and their pods. themselves into the pods. <laughs> I was watching this on my phone and I was like, they just they just they're just gonna hide there as, the rest of the it, match. That's, that's it. it. As soon as those the 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 pods for the Samoan slaughterhouse open, they ran back into their pods, closed them shop, and like we're just gonna chill here and that's fine. Yeah. Except except it wasn't. Corey because made a comment. Then they died. Corey made a comment at that point when the when the Pods open. He was just like, "I got gotcha. you. The Iconics are gonna win the match." And he was like, "There's no way they're getting out of this situation." And then the pods open. He was like, "Ah, they're they're getting out of here." Corey, Corey's um, Corey's commentary was interesting tonight. Oh, but we're, but that, oh, wait, we're not just gonna oh, yeah, just okay. gonna throw that out there. It was interesting tonight. Oh, very interesting. But <laughs> at some point, Nia Jax and Tamina each have one of the Iconics, and they're just. Ragdolling, just ragdolling them across the, the the cell walls. I'm just like, oh my lord! I was worried about. I was afraid for, at this point. I was son, like, oh, the no, entire she's time. Gonna die. I was like, someone's gonna get hurt because mm-hmm. these two women they're just botch masters, and, <laughs> and, and but luckily, much to my surprise, they didn't kill anybody. We don't know yet. Well, <laughs> the iconic how did, the iconic just got did. pinned by um Nia by, by Jax, Nia yeah? Jax and Tamina, yeah. No, okay, so Nia Jax and Tamina, wasn't it? They I don't recall the the pinning scenario. Hmm. I feel uh, like they both pinned both of them. Or no, I'm thinking the Riot that, Squad. Was that the Samoan drop and then splash? No, that was on the Riot Squad, which was the next elimination. Yeah. No. Yeah, because remember top she had, rope, she top had rope. Liv Morgan up, and I'm like, oh, she's gonna kill her. Yeah, that was a top rope Samoan drop. Yeah. Okay. But so yeah. the Iconics get eliminated by Nia Jax and mm-hmm. Tamina. The Riot Squad also follows suit mm-hmm. with a Simone drop to a Superfly. Sp- I don't want to call it a Superfly fly Splash because it was not Superfly. <laughs> no, it was horrible Splash. That was, it was horrible. <laughs> it was horrible. It was, it was a thing that happened. So at this point in time, I'm sitting here looking at the match. I'm like, man, how are they going to eliminate, you know, Nia Jackson and Tamina? Because Fire and Desire... Uh, Sonya Deville and Mandy Rose and the Boston Hug Connection were the first two teams in. Mm-hmm. They gotta be spent. Which is why I thought I picked Naomi and uh, Naomi, not Naomi, Nia Jax and Tamina to win. Mm-hmm. Because I thought WWE's not gonna book what we want. They're gonna book what they think is gonna get the most heat and they're gonna get the most heat. And then do the powerhouse thing and then with the order that they all came out of the pods... It to me just said, yeah, it's gonna be. They're gonna come in, clean house. That's it. One, two, yeah, three. They'll chance. struggle a little bit, but at the end of the day, they're gonna win the match. But Nia Jax end up trying to tackle Bailey through a pod. Sasha pulls Bailey away the last second. Nia Jax goes through the pod and breaks both glasses. Both glasses. Both glasses, and she's out. She's dud dead. She, <laughs> I'm aware I purposely misspelled the word dead. Just putting that out there. Well, people start coming at me, Mr. Oh, you're the English guy. You can't spell the word dead. It's purpose. He's not the English guy. He's major English. boy. So you're going to come at my guy. Come correct. Yeah, boy. So that allows the remaining teams to, to gang up on Tamina, who is clearly the weak link. And so they all, you know, do what they got to do. And they all pile up on top of Tamina to pin her. To pin her and eliminate. And they, they get eliminated. Nia and Tamina. So now the first two teams are the last two teams, which 
I'm surprised that they booked it that way, but I'm also not surprised considering you have the team that's supposed to win, and then the team that features Mandy Rose that the WWE is super high on. And it's also SmackDown's most legit tag team. <coughs> yeah, fair, fair. Mm. When you say legit, what do you mean by legit? I'm talking about uh, as an actual team. Iconics. But are, are actually good. Mm. So that's why I'm asking legit, because the Iconics have been together since the performance center, like before even NXT. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, they were when they were the Iconic duo, blah, blah, blah. But I'm talking about but there's a, in there's terms a of team, their, top, that's a their team. top team on SmackDown would be Fire and Desire and mm. the Iconics. Right. Everybody else is just a makeshift team right. after that. Right, I agree. I agree. So in terms yeah. of your main event team, and I'm using that main event in yeah. quotes, you, you have to have Fire and Desire and Bailey and Sasha right. as the last two. Right. And if you guys picked Fire and Desire or any of the other loser teams, <laughs> <laughs> you are wrong. I did not trust WWE to do this right. I did. did. I did. They did. And I, I think they needed to. The same reason you said... AEW needs to have Kenny Omega win the, the mm-hmm. their championship mm-hmm. is the same reason why you need Bailey and Sasha to win the women's tag team championships because it needs to be elevated and yeah. it needs to be elevated quickly. Yeah, I don't think it's going to happen with any of the five team uh, ladies that were you know teams mm-hmm. of ladies that were in here. Uh, maybe the Riot Squad, mm-hmm. but I mean they're jobbing every other week to either Anyone. Natty and Ronda Rousey or some sort of combination. So my thought process <clears> was. And I understand there's a little different circumstance, but the first SmackDown Tag Team Champions for the men were Rhino and Heath Slater. But they were over. And that's why I'm saying the circumstances are different. Yeah. Because Heath Slater got them super over with the whole I I got kids thing. Mm -hmm. So I get that. But to me, that flies in the face of putting the titles on who should be your title bearers to open the the, the the, um, the reign of... Of that championship, you know? So, that was my concern. That's why I didn't pick Sasha and Bailey. Because mm. I figured, well, if they're willing to put it on Slater and Rhino, they'll put it on Tamina and Nia Jax. Mm. But, what I liked about where we ended with this match was I feel like if this match was just these two teams, it would have been a great match. Because it was very good storytelling once we got down to these two. Like, we had Mandy Rose on top of the pod, and Sasha Banks is up there, and Bailey's climbing up the pod, and they're like, oh, just like last year, when Sasha was on top of the pod, and she was helping up Bailey, and then she knocked her over... And so they did that callback, but instead she helped Bailey up. Yeah, but and the difference was it wasn't a tag team match last year. Right, but there was a whole the whole point was to call back to before when they were like the beginning of their downfall and now they're back as best friends, a strong tag it's team, blah blah blah. Full circle. Exactly. Sasha has a hurt shoulder, she's been hurt, she's been hurt, she's been hurt. And so the finish, she's trying to put Sony Deville in the bank statement, but she can't because her shoulders hurt. So she modifies it using her leg mm. and her foot to substitute for her arm. I'm like, this and this is stuff why people like 
Bailey and Sasha are Bailey and Sasha because they do stuff like this. This is why women like that should be leading the women's division because they can teach the Mandy Roses and the Sonya Deville's and the Riot Squads how to do little things like that that, in my opinion, go a long way in terms of storytelling. Mm-hmm. For me, the bank statement that she put her in was easily to get out. Like, she she basically was on her side. Like, Sonya mm-hmm. Deville was on her side. Mm-hmm. She could have just turned onto her, like, back and she's out of the submission. But in, for storytelling purposes, I think that the submission was yeah right on right like perfect spot. Mm-hmm. And the fact that the last few weeks has been Bailey fighting nonstop and these two on one predicaments because Sasha keeps getting eliminated by injury, mm-hmm. and then this match turns that on its head where Bailey gets knocked out and she's like dead in a corner, and so Sasha has to win the match for them. Like again, it's just storytelling that. Just, I just, I thought, it just works. It just works. Mm-hmm. It works. I'm like, this is how you tell a story in a match when you have all of these things going on. Mm-hmm. So that's why I said that they had to win. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So all, all, all the recipe, the whole recipe, the whole things pointed to for sure. Bailey and, and Sasha winning the championships. And a fantastic way to kick off the show. Yeah, it was a good kick. The off. main show. I I would have preferred it to be at the end of the night, but. You can't put the WWE title at the beginning of the show. Yeah, I don't like that bookend thing. I've definitely done it before. The first match? They've done it? Oh, yeah. They, uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> Ask AJ. AJ versus Ask John AJ. Cena versus Dean Ambrose. Yikes. Triple threat match. Ask AJ. So, yeah. So, I mean, maybe they could have, but they had no. They didn't have the Universal belt on this title, on this pay-per-view, so who knows. It's right. Brock doesn't want to wrestle. Brock. Brock lecture. Der. Bork anyway. lecture. So our next match of the night was the tag match, the tag title match. SmackDown tag team titles. You had Shane, uh, Shane and Miz, Mi- mm-hmm. McMiz, McMiz versus the Uso Penitentiary, Jimmy and Jay. Now, do you want to talk about? Um, no, we'll we'll we'll, we'll save that okay. for the weekly. Yeah, tune in Tuesday, Monday, Wednesday, Wednesday morning. Tune in Wednesday morning to hear yeah. more about the Uso, Uso Penitentiary, Penitentiary and it has a whole new meeting because <laughs> of Jimmy it's, Uso. <laughs> it's let loose in the streets, but <laughs> um, so yeah, they kicked the match off. Um, I'm trying to remember. I this was a bore fest for me. I was sleeping through half this match to be honest. This match was okay. Not I don't know. I, I wouldn't go as far as to say it was boring. Right, but what I like. We discussed this after the Elimination Chamber match was this was kind of the sleeper. Like, if you were going to go to your bathroom match, not really entertaining, but not completely boring. Right. There was nothing that really, for this entire Mm -hmm. pay-per-view, there was nothing after the Tag Team Women's Championship match that pulled you in besides maybe the Finn Balor IC title match. And I think that's only because of the outcome. Yeah, that's, rather than that's the match absolutely all it was. For me. So this match, in like when I think back to it, was not a bad match. I mean, you had Shane doing spots left and right. Mm-hmm. He did the coast to coast. He tried a second coast to coast where he got caught. He did the elbow drop from the top turn from the top rope onto the outside through the tables. Outside announce table, yep. So like when you have the WWE knows this when you have these big matches like the Chamber Hell in a Cell etc 
you have to follow it up with something that's not like whatever. Mm. Because it's the crowd's gonna be exhausted. Rumble matches, ladder matches, like the, these big high stake matches that are high energy. If you fo- you if you follow them with something that isn't gonna match that energy, it's gonna get killed because the crowd's gonna be exhausted. And so they brought out these guys, and I'm I'm not sure if this is the right place to put them, but sure Sh- Shane sure tried his best. To keep the crowd engaged. We had The Miz announcing the new baby on the way with him and Maurice, so congratulations to The Miz. Awesome. And then, you know, Shane doing his spot monkey stuff. But at the end of the day, just... Um, for me, if this was the Bar versus the Usos and you put him in this match, I think it would have sucked the air out of the building. Okay. Sure. Yeah. But because, as you so eloquently put it, Shane McMahon's a spot monkey <laughs> and he's doing all these high risk spots mm-hmm. it kind of kept the fans mm-hmm. it, engaged yes it kept us it kept us engaged mm-hmm. but once we once the match was over I thank god that was over yeah you know yeah. Mm-hmm. like I don't I know I watched it and I could tell you about certain parts that I watched but I feel like I didn't watch it if that makes any sense at all uh, for me, like I said, it was a bore fest. Uh, I was I kept nodding in and out between it, and I there was nothing that really caught me. The Shane, except for the Shane spots, right. that was one of the things that really woke me up. I was like, oh, is he dead? No, oh, he might be dead. It wasn't a bad match. I'm just not. I just think it was placed poorly. Yeah, like I said, I, w- I wouldn't go as far as to saying it was a bore fest, but I th- I think it was. If you had the IC title match. You should follow. Yep, you should have switched these two matches exactly. Yeah. Sure. If you yeah. followed mm-hmm. the IC title with the IC title match, mm-hmm. then yeah, because and then, that... then you have the the bridge between uh, the women's championship match with the tag team title. Match. I one hundred percent agree because mm-hmm. the IC title match, which will you know, I guess we'll bridge into that now. Bobby Lashley and Leo Rush in a handicap match versus Finn Balor for the Intercontinental Championship. Well, the Usos went yes, over. I'm sorry, you're yeah. right. And that led to your boy Shades going three and zero. Yeah, yeah. On the night. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't yeah, go. I, this doesn't happen often. I gotta. You're right. You're right. You're yeah, right. Like, Joby, you, you I almost, know you're listening, and you got you to look at my picks now. You look at my picks now, baby. <laughs> almost ran the table. Almost ran the table, but you did. I didn't, but you did. Oh man, I didn't. Unfortunately. Unfortunately, but so the the the, the Bobby Lashley Leo Rush Finn Balor match. Didn't have any big spots. Didn't have anything crazy going on. It was a pretty standard... It's, it's what you expected from this match. Yep. You know, you have Bobby Lashley, who's the, the big monster. You have Leo Rush, who's like the... The almighty. You're the almighty Bobby Lashley. That's right. And then mm-hmm. you have the man of the hour, Leo Rush, who's like a gnat. Who you, just, you know, you can't keep swatting away. And Finn Balor has to overcome the odds. So he's going to try and get Leo Rush. Leo Rush is going to try to hide behind. It's, it's very textbook. You could have put this after the chamber match. That way, with the outcome, because the outcome is what everybody wants. Right. So everyone can kind of just chill and watch it happen, and then once Finn wins, then the crowd's alive again. Oh, yeah, Finn won the championship, and now they're ready for the SmackDown Tag Team titles where Shane can be his monkey and, you know, be his monkey self. And and then that's how you, you bridge. Because then after that, you have the... The role in the championship match, so it it kind of it leads to that sort of energy flow. Yeah, mm-hmm. it segues into the the next match. 
But going back to the SmackDown Tag Team Championships, when the Usos won, they got a, a, yeah. a decent pop. I well, mean, they they were getting cheered from jump. They were cheering. The, they were doing the Uso chant mm-hmm. before the match even started. And I was like, oh, I don't think the fans remember who's facing who's heel here because that's what I'm saying. Is like this match. Yeah, if you if you inverted, inverted yep. the matches, it, you you have the same basic principle in terms of crowd reaction that you're looking for. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, the crowd reaction that the next match we had for the Royal Women's Championship, Ronda Rousey coming on her Sonya Blade outfit from MK11. Yeah, had me face palming. I was like, why? You Versus know what though? Ruby Riot. That's the best gear she's had all year. Plus, yeah. she didn't have to readjust her, um, she had to her re- wrestling gear. Well, it's because she didn't wrestle much. <sighs> the segment well, after the match was longer than the actual match, which was so upsetting. It's so disrespectful the way they did that to Ruby Riot, Because mm-hmm. they made it seem like Ruby was going to actually have a chance and actually wrestle with her. Mm-hmm. Nope. She complained... That she was treated as an afterthought, and then they treated her like an afterthought. I don't even think they treated her as an afterthought. Like, it's insane. How do you... Like, I understand that she was supposed to be a stopgap for Ronda, but WWE has this issue where they don't see past... They don't see the, the past the, the trees. You know, they don't see the forest past the trees. They don't see past the, the big picture mm-hmm. over the small picture. Yes, Ronda, get her to mania, Ronda, whatever. But you can't bury your talent who's going to be there in the process. Ruby Riot is one of their best workers with the most experience mm-hmm. where they've all said when they had that match where um, Liv Murray got concussed, right. Ruby Riot was calling the rest of the match in the ring on the fly. So if that's the kind of talent that you have that you can trust her to do that, that you know she's a solid in-ring worker, that you know she's going to do what she needs to do, why do you disrespect her like this? I think WWE thinks that she can take it because... But she can't because if she... What? Like Bray Wyatt? What happened to Bray Wyatt now? You can't keep... Just because someone's talented doesn't mean you can keep have them lose. Eventually, Bray Wyatt got his WWE championship, though. Yeah, and then what, what happened to Bray after that? Oh, they pooped the bed. Just like you can't, just because they're talented doesn't mean that you continue to lose, have them lose without them losing stock with the fans. At some point, they've been trying to book Ruby Riot, and when they're doing the commentary, oh, she's legit. Like they act like she can actually contend. She's a future women's champion. No one's going to believe her as a future women's champion with performances like this. The match was all of what, a minute and a half? Well, we've done it again. I'm sorry. Finn Balor's the new IC champion. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, you I gave me ranting. What do you want me to do? Because we're doing our segue rants. Oh, and, my God. And, and yeah, then Finn, we just Finn talk. Balor. We just rant. I'm pretty so, yeah. sure oh, Amanda's your girlfriend's going to kill doing, you. Doing backflips home. Oh, you mad? She's going to be you mad. You just got to copy and paste that whole part that William was talking about into the, like, right? tw- 10 minutes later. But, yeah, no. Um, Congratulations to Finn Balor. Gets his second yeah. championship in WWE main let's, roster. Let's hope it doesn't last just a day like oh, his uh, Universal oh, title. Oh, not, dang, yo. Yeah, I mean, the... He'll probably carry it to Mania. I think he'll carry it even after Mania. No, I'm sure. I'm saying he'll definitely carry it to Mania, I think. 
Leo's force tag in that match didn't make much sense to me. Like, I get why he, like, he, I mean, he had to be the one that gets pinned. Perfect but sense. I don't get why he tagged, he just forced Because the, the whole story was that Leo Rush was the weak link. Right. In the interview beforehand, Dasha was like, uh, Leo, are you worried that you're going to be the one to cost the match and be the weak link? Right. So he forced the tag so that he can prove his weight and prove that he's not the weak link. He wanted to win the match for Bobby Lashley. Yeah, uh, okay, I guess. that's pretty much it. Right? Yeah, I, mean, that's, that's, that's I, get, I get it. I don't know. I just I think that was dumb by Leo Rush. It was just I mean it was just dumb by Leo Rush. I don't. I, I, mean, I whether just, it's dumb. I, fe- I felt like it would it would have been better if it was like, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, genuine. Like it was like he just happened to be in the match and then he get gets pinned by like a roll up or like. This a, was perfect storytelling. Yeah. Sure. Whatever. It makes it storytelling. It makes all the sense in the world. Kayfabe. It shows that Leo's dumb, mm. but arrogant, which is his character that they're portraying. Mm. That you know he's the man of the hour. I came to collect. You know the, the man of gold and blah blah blah. It makes sense for him to say, "Oh, <laughs> I got this." <laughs> I'm not the weakest link. I'm exactly. gonna show everybody, and then he shows everybody that, that he's, he's the, the weakest, weakest link. link. Yeah, because they still book him like he's on two hundred five live. Isn't he still wrestling on 205 Live? Yes, he is. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. Hmm. But yeah. Moving back into the Ronda Rousey-Ruby Riot match. Quick arm bar. <laughs> they call me mid-rant. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done now. <laughs> that's, how you, that's how you extinguish that fire. <laughs> uh, but that wasn't the end of that set. So the... So so Ruby gets pinned in like a minute and a half. No, she doesn't get pinned. She gets submitted. Submitted, sorry. She tapped out. She gets submitted. Armbar City. Here Purpose we go. And then the armbar. Yeah. Charlotte gets into the ring. And Becky and... No, excuse me. Rhonda and Charlotte are having this stare-off kind of, like, thing. And they... Sh- they the, the cameraman... And I don't like what they did, especially because... Ronda Rousey kind of jumped the gun. Like, she's looking into the crowd before the crowd even reacts. And I was like, oh, here comes Becky Lynch. And then the crowd goes crazy. And here comes Becky Lynch hobbling on her crutches. Wearing her, like... What was that? It was like a neon It was her ode, It was her ode to kill Bill. Ugh. Just, she flipped the colors. Nope. I was like, baby girl, that biker outfit. She took parts of AJ's green <laughs> and Finn Balor's jacket. She was like, yo, AJ, you're still using this? You know? Right? Great. Can I borrow the fabric from your tights, put them on my pants, and Finn's jacket? <laughs> and she beat the holy hell out of Charlotte. Without the security guard oh. getting to her. There's no security guards. <laughs> Just bit. Just beat her. Now, if I jump the guardrail <laughs> and I start hitting them. Well, she didn't even jump the guard. They opened it for her so she could hobble in. No, she went through the timekeeper's area. Yeah, but that like that's not open that's 24 not open. hours. Like, they have to open that for her. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> they opened that for her so she can get through. Dope. Which is poor security because she's supposed to be suspended. And that's what they kept saying. They're like, she's suspended. She's just because she works here, she's suspended right now. She's supposed to be getting arrested. And I was I like, Yeah, if I jump the guardrail, I'm getting arrested by like thirty different people. <laughs> well, you're gonna get punched in the face by the by the workers first. Yeah, 
the ring. Maybe even the ref, depending on who you have Ron, in the ring. Yeah, if Kyoto's in the ring, <laughs> yeah. did you forget the elbow drop? Did you forget that Ronda Rousey's in the ring? She might just kill you herself. Yeah, no, I'll just Holly Holm her. That's it. Oh, come on. You're the old Amanda Nunez. I know how to beat her. I know the I know the the uh the tricks of the trade already. Oh god. Jeez. Anyway, so she she unloads unloads on Charlotte. On Charlotte. Calling her a thieving bee on, on Twitter. Twitter. Yeah, it was great. And then uh, Rhonda picks up the second crutch. And now they're both standing there with the crutch in hand each. And at first I'm like, what, are you going to have a sword fight? Like, what is this? <laughs> what he and, kept saying is... And then I see Rhonda look at Charlotte and Becky look at Charlotte. And Baca, Becky and Baca. And then Becky Baca. and Rhonda look back and forth at each other. And Charlotte go... Don't do this. Don't like both of you start attacking Charlotte. Don't steal Becky's moment. Yeah. This is Becky's thing. Don't steal that from her. And you know, you're like, well, they steal everything else from her, so why not? Yep. But, much to my joy, as soon as Rhonda's like, yeah, and she goes to unload on Charlotte, and Becky's like, no, you idiot, I'm going to unload on you now. <laughs> not today. <laughs> Bam. And the second hit, so the first one she gets flushed, I think, on, on uh, Rhonda's back. The second one, because Rhonda, and Rhonda turns, and Becky catches her like flush right on the head, and I'm just like, oh, we gonna see that later. And lo and behold, we see the blood on the side of Rhonda's head later. Go, that was from the second shot, because she's an Welps idiot. all over her oh, body. Yeah. Oh yeah, man. Becky was not holding back on any of those shots on both Charlotte and You can Ronda. tell the three of them were in the back like, listen, just go for it. Mm-hmm. Just, I'm, I'm sure Ronda was definitely going to be like, yo, just do you. I'm, up, a, yeah. I'm an MMA fighter. Just, I can take a couple shots with a, with a you know, from a, a crutch. Yeah. And Charlotte will not be undone. So she's like, yeah, me too. Just don't pop my... Things. Yeah. <laughs> Ungodly. So the, se- so the segment ended with Becky destroying them both, security coming out to escort her out. And this is where things get a little weird and confusing. I think Corey's like, oh, someone should get the police out here, blah, 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 call the such and such PD, yada, yada, yada. She's being escorted out by security, mm-hmm. not by cops. At some point, her arms are behind her back. And, and so, Jeremy, so then she just goes, what, they arrest her? But then they cut to the ring, they cut back to her, and her arms she, are free. Yeah. And then Corey Greaves says something again about her having should have she should be arrested, blah blah blah. And they cut again, and her again, her hands are tied behind her back. I was like, okay, someone Figured missed something. <laughs> Either someone told them or someone didn't tell, or some I don't know who did what. But there was definitely a miscommunication there. Because Absolutely. there's no reason for her to appear to be handcuffed and then not be and then appear to be. Just doesn't make sense. Especially when she was really hobbling on crutches. It made it look silly. It was silly. It made it look silly. Like, you botched it. Yeah. They should have... The arrest thing is what they should have done. Mm -hmm. They should have had security come first, and then have cops show up and put her on cuffs and escort her away. Yeah, like have phony cops come. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, the the runner cops, you know, a.k.a. Indie guys. Indie guys, (laughs) you know, local enhancement talent or, you know, whatever. Is what they should have done. Mm -hmm. But... I mean, they still got what they wanted. They still got Becky over. They still got people chanting for Becky. And you still got Charlotte and Rhonda taking their licks. And you, so, got, and you got Ruby buried. Do not get me started on this again. <laughs> I wish uh, they buried the le- the, 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 next, oh, the next match. Well, before the match, right, like, like you guys were saying before, so the next thing we know, we hear music. 
That's Lacey Evans. No. We hear Baron Corbin's music while Ronda oh. and Charlotte. Oh, you're are still right. Lacey Evans was later? Yes. That was oh, after. my God. That mess was we'll later. We'll talk about that mess later. Oh, my God. I'm sorry. So proceed. Go ahead. Go ahead, Shades. Baron Corbin, Braun Strowman. I could have done. This is the only match I could have done without. This is the bathroom match. This was the. This is the bathroom match. This was the. the, the this is a PG show. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> this match was cocky dookie. The stinky stinky and the cocky dookie. Yikes. It seemed like Braun had it in hand. He power, power slams power. Um, yeah. Baron through the table, which is, you know, pro- hoisted up in the corner. And then Drew McIntyre's music hits. He comes down with the chair. Before he gets to the ring, Bobby he's, Lashley he's at appears. The, he's at the apron. Bobby Lashley comes out and hits him in the back. And then they just throw Braun Strowman a beating. He fights back a little bit. But ultimately, they set up two tables. They set up the ring steps. And then right in front of the ring steps are two tables that they have stacked. stacked. And they do the shield power Tri- bomb. Triple power bomb. Because reasons. Because reasons. And Baron Corbin beats Braun Strowman one, two, three in the middle of the ring. And that was my only loss of the night. Well, you know what's it's funny? Because you really should not have had this loss. Because they announced this being a no DQ match like yesterday. And I don't want to, I'm not gonna, I'm not trying to, like, you know, give you a pass here, but I feel like if we all knew there's a no DQ match, mm. I would have definitely picked we Baron. We would have picked Baron. I would definitely pick Baron. But considering that it was advertised as just a clean one-on-one, when we were like, oh, well, yeah, duh. Yeah. That's Braun. It's a gimme. So, I don't feel too bad. So right. There, there. I'll take, I'll take That's a, the one L in the night, one, no? One L, that's it. It's your only L. Hmm. Two L's would be LL. Cool J. Oh! Devil, devil, devil again! Oh my god! Oh my! Oh my! I can't! <laughs> I cannot! Okay, my lord. So Baron Corbin beats Braun Strowman. <laughs> so after this match, it was a twenty-two two minutes. Minutes in between. In between twenty-two the, the minutes. Penultimate match. Yep. And the main event. Yep. But before <laughs> anything happens. In those two twenty minutes, 22 minutes. We have Lacey Evans come out. Walk like a lady, talk like a lady. Bro, her music hits, and we're like, what is this? We see Lacey Evans, <laughs> I'm like, why? why? She comes out, and she's not in ring gear or anything. If we look at the time, there's plenty of time. And I, and I think Bizzle's like, what, is she going to like face somebody? She's going to fight blah, blah, blah. I'm like, no, she's like, she's in a, a pencil skirt and like a tube top and like a halter top or something like that. I'm just like, is she going to cut a promo? Like what? She no. gets halfway down the ramp, poses, turns, goes back. And we, and we cut to another vignette. For what? <laughs> Son, the minute the, the minute the screen faded to black, the three of us were just like, what the bleep was the point of that? You're like, yeah, I'm going to the bathroom now. Yeah, I, I was like, I don't understand what that was. Mm-hmm. That was nonsense, but that was part of the 22 minutes between matches. Ugh, whatever. Can you imagine sitting in that in that audience? That crowd must have hated this period. I don't know. See, I don't but know. there's you yeah, had the title changes. It was an ex- there's a lot. Okay, anyway, 
Before we start we'll talking about the, the yeah, thing we'll overall, get to that after. let's keep going bit by bit. So the main event mm-hmm. was the six-man elimination chamber match to determine the WWE champion. Not only the WWE champion. The hemp and wood champion. But the planet's, the planet's champion. champion. And I love champion. how the gravity they put King up was showed the planet and then like the materialized from green the hemp was the hemp belt. It was fantastic. Good job, WWE, on that one. So it was Kobe Kingston, who had the impressive showing in the gauntlet match on SmackDown. AJ Styles, who was, you know, the champion for over a year. Randy Orton, who is Randy Orton. Jeff Hardy, who people like for reasons I don't know. Defending champion Daniel Bryan. And Samoa Joe. So, we open with Daniel Bryan and Samoa Joe. We mentioned, well, you pointed out, Shades, that three of the six competitors... We're all in Ring of Honor. Yes. And three of his competitors were also all at T- in TNA at some point. Yes. So I was like, oh, interesting. They were Just, all TNA champion too. Yeah. Yeah. And two out of the three were ROH champion. Jeff Hardy. Um, AJ Styles was never no. uh, ROH champion. No. He actually never won a belt in ROH. Interesting to think, right? But by the time he got to ROH, he was no, he his... was no, he was a. Uh... Okay, so he had his first in ROH, went to TNA, came back, mm. but he was IWGP champion. Right, I, was th- then... I always think of his second stint. I always forget about the first stint. Yeah, but by the time he came back to Ring of Honor, he was already doing his like globe trotting thing. He yeah, wasn't he was really established. established yeah. Like, yeah, you know, he wasn't really sitting in Ring of Honor like he did appearances, but that wasn't like you know, hmm. an exclusive thing where he was hanging out all the time, but. Samoa Joe is the only one in that chamber match that hasn't won a main roster title. Huh. Yeah. Yet. Yeah. Yet. But as as of the match, he didn't win. You see those little nice trivia nuggets that you're getting from Shades? You see this? Do you see what you're I, getting I'm sitting here just thinking about all this stuff in my head, like, while the match is going, man, you got so much useless information going on in your head. <laughs> but it's not useless because we have a wrestling podcast. That's right. Grab us the apple, baby. So we start off with Daniel Bryan and Samoa Joe, and at some point we're like, imagine Samoa Joe wins this, and all of a sudden I was like, yo, I'm now hyped for the prospect of Samoa Joe winning this match. Well, that excitement went nowhere because he was the first one eliminated. Oh yes, (laughs) I don't. Why they do Joe dirty like this? Trouble in Paradise into a phenomenal forearm. Yeah, and I was like, dang man. No, not Trouble in Paradise. He had Kofi in the Coquina Clutch. Oh, yeah. And then like the, Joe uh, just... And then the, the, the AJ jawbreaker. just hit him. Yeah, yeah it was the jawbreaker. The jawbreaker and then the phenomenal forearm and, and the toi, there goes Samoa Joe. That was upsetting. Yeah. yeah. For him to go out first, I was like, yo, there's still like four dudes in the pod. You got Jeff out first. Yeah. Order of the pods were um, Kofi, AJ, uh, Jeff, and then Randy Wood. Oh, little side note. Oh. Our boy, Mr. Thrill, called every single entrant correct. Yeah, boy. For both matches. For both. Yeah, boy. He kept the streak alive in the men. Yeah, boy. Yeah, and, boy. And we had a little, uh, man, will he will he get through this when we had the Jeff Hardy or that, that Hardy AJ versus, Styles one? Yeah. And you called AJ Styles the last minute. Boom, you got it. And that's it. Smooth. That was sailing it. after that, that. Was it. the women's match I thought it was like booking wise I was like oh picking the pods is easy mm-hmm. the men's match is a little bit tougher but again you gotta you know it's all about booking 
And you gotta know how the, how WWE likes to book their nonsense. The men's you already knew Randy Orton was gonna be last. Well, we knew Randy was gonna be last. Yeah, like I'm saying, if he got the AJ and between the AJ and Jeff one, mm-hmm. it's smooth sailing after yeah. that because he knows Jeff's got to be next and Randy Orton's last. Exactly. Which brings us to my next nugget. Mm-hmm. All the other competitors are down. It's Jeff and Randy and their pods left. Mm-hmm. Now, AJ, you were in the gauntlet. You were the last man in the gauntlet before Randy, before Randy, Randy Orton Randy. won. Mm-hmm. Why did you have this gauntlet? Mr. Thrill, can you explain to me why they had this gauntlet? The gauntlet was to determine the last person to enter out of the pod. Okay, and who pinned AJ Styles? Randy Orton. Okay. Now, why is AJ Styles looking at Randy Orton's <laughs> pod to see if he's coming out? <laughs> Because what is AJ Did he RKO him and just completely wiped his memory? <laughs> like the men in black thing? <laughs> because what is AJ Style if not portrayed as a, as an absolute dummy? He's like, oh, five. He's like, oh, which one's coming out first? <laughs> I'm like, like, why are you looking at Randy Orton's direction? He's the last person to come out. You know this. It's your fault. <laughs> My God. Come on. Be smarter. <laughs> oh, I mean, flat earther. So, <laughs> he's like, what axis am I on? Wait, there's only one axis. It's flat earth. Yeah. It's not an axis. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so the order of elimination was Joe went out first, and there were still people in the pod, which bothers me. Joe shouldn't go out first to begin with. Yeah. But with dudes still in the pod? Come on, man. C- come on, meow. Some with Joe were talking first. He could have got eliminated first, in my opinion. Talking about Joe here, I thought what they were gonna do, which WWE loves to do, is since Kofi has such a big showing on the Gauntlet match that he would have been one of the first to eliminate it in this match, because that's how traditionally WWE likes to book their stuff. Oh man, it's such a great showing, but then mm-hmm. burps. But that's not what they did this time. Boy, were we wrong. They doubled down on Kofi. They don't. They tripled down on him. They they. They said, yo, Kofi, you, you want to you wanna look good again? Let's make you look real good. Vince is like, oh, AEW's not the only one that can double or nothing. Oh, oh. stop it. <laughs> no? No stop double it. or nothing? Stop no no it. love for the... the, the, the not, boo. Uh, hey, boo. <laughs> boo. Boo myself to boo. <laughs> <laughs> so, Joe goes out first. And then after Joe was... Jeff Harvey. Okay. The knee plus. Yes, oh, the running knee. Sure, why not? They haven't called it a knee plus since he turned. Yeah, like they, they keep don't call it the yes lock anymore. They call it the lock, lock which makes me all warm and fuzzy inside. Well, because you hated the, the yes, yes lock. Yes, I hated it so much. <laughs> so, yeah, Jeff eats the running knee, and he's out. Then, much to my chagrin, AJ Styles is the next one eliminated. Much to my chagrin. <laughs> and the way that AJ went out was kind of lame. Where... Oh, the 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 springboard to the four to the phenomenal form. Except, so you could have done the springboard into the RKO. Yes, but instead, Randy catches him on the rope, and then just like drags it, drops him into the RKO. I'm like, yo, you got AJ here. Let him springboard, catch him, and hit him. Nah, nah. Let's grab him on the rope and drag and drop him to the RKO. And that's what happens when you have the second best cutter in the game. Of all time. It was basically like, hey, let's do our one move and yeah. go home. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For at least eliminating the first four guys. 
because well, Randy Orton only ate one 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 offense one offensive move. He had you got he, he had ate the Trump Paradise and he was out. And that's it. Bye bye, Randy Orton. So they're they're not only booking Kofi strong on SmackDown, they booked him strong for the Elimination Chamber. And at some point, I was like, "Yo, he can he may actually pull this off." All week since the the Gauntlet match, all over social media on Twitter, Facebook, etc. All of a sudden, everyone's riding the Kofi train. Everybody was hot on Kofi. And I personally, I'm sorry, I don't get it. Kofi is a good in-ring performer. Sure. Fine. Athletic? Of course. Do I enjoy his work? Yeah. Is he main event? No way. No shot. Everyone's like, oh, it's Kofi's time. Kofi's time. I'm seeing, like, Photoshop pictures of him holding the WWE Championship. No. My thing is if Mustafa Ali wasn't injured, Mustafa Ali is the first person eliminated in this match. 100%. 100%. That's Mustafa's spot. Like, everyone's like, oh, Kofi this, Kofi that. That's not even Kofi's spot. That's Mustafa's spot. Yeah, but like I told you before... He would have never gotten the, the love that Kofi got in these two absolutely. matches. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. He wouldn't have gotten it. Also, I think they're going to try to book something for Fastlane for Daniel Bryan versus Kofi Kingston. Well, My opinion, sure. I think they should have Mustafa Ali, if he's healthy, to get in on that. Well, what did I say to you? I said, this is good fodder... For Kofi, for Mustafa Ali, when he's you know cleared to wrestle again, where he can say, "Oh, you know, Kofi has all these opportunities, so and such and such and such," but that's my spot that he took because I got concussed, because uh-huh. I got a hurt in the house show. I never got my opportunity; it was taken from me because of injury. And then, and then Mustafa can use that, or his character can use that to propel himself either into the main, you know, further cement himself to the main event scene because he's kind of been trickling. Uh-huh. On the main event scene. To cement him into the main event scene. Or at least do something. You could also say that he's the last guy to pin Daniel Bryan. That too. That too. Well, Kobe pinned Daniel Bryan. But you know what I'm yeah. saying. Yeah. I don't know if I want him in the main event scene. Not. I, I mean, I, He's not ready for it. No, no, I agree. Yeah. I'm a Mustafa fan. And I'm not saying he belongs there right now. But I'm saying they could use this. This I'm could be a character. catalyst yeah, for, for Fastlane. Um, we'll see. Yeah. But the issue that we have now would be, what do they do for Mania? Why was Kofi Mustafa's replacement and not someone like Andrade? That's another question I had to ask, but I don't know. Kofi's... Kofi... <sighs> Kofi had his time. Kofi's been with WWE since he was Jamaican like 15 years ago. Yeah, man. Because Andrade's in a uh, feud with Rey Mysterio. But, like, supposedly Vince says he's high. Like, the, the reports are out that Vince is high on Andrade. And then he's doing nothing. I don't know, man. I don't know. Whatever. Yeah. But what do we got? Like, three weeks to Fastlane? Maybe less than that? The, thri- the 10th Well, month, they said that we so. have, what, 59 days to Mania? Mm-hmm. So, they essentially have two months to figure out what the WWE Championship match is going to be for WrestleMania. Yikes. How pathetic is that? Yeah, two months out, they don't know what they're doing. Were there a triple threat match last year? I'm sure there is. They they do as many multi-man matches for Mania as they can there was to get a, people on the card. There wasn't a triple threat match for the WWE or the Universal. No. Yes, yes, but there no. was the US and the IC title. They generally skip yeah. a year, though. With like, They usually do a main event um, triple threat match every year. Yeah, it's going to be the Royal Women's Championship this year. 
Oh, maybe that's what, yeah. And, well, there it is. Man, that's probably the fun too. But the last two were Kofi and Daniel Bryan, who had, a, again, a little mini one-on-one match, a singles match. And th- this was just more booking Kofi super strong. He kicked out of a running knee, right? Uh, he didn't tap to the little bell lock. He didn't tap to the it little bell lock. It was a rope break in a no-disqualification oh. elimination chamber match. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. Why? I'm not doing it. I, I, I'm not doing it. That's like winning by pinfall in a in last a man match? standing match. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't make sense. Because the whole point of a rope break is that they have to break the hold because they grab the rope. And if they don't break the hold within the five second count that the ref provides, it you is get a disqualification. Now, if there's no disqualification, what is to stop any performer, athlete, wrestler, whatever you want to call them, superstar, what is to stop them from holding the hold? Until they submit. Until they break or submit. What's the ref going to say? Oh, he can't tap, he's holding the rope ball. If he lets go of the rope to tap, then he taps. It doesn't make sense. Taps a tap's a tap. A tap is a tap is a tap. Why do we have a rope break? I don't know. Why? I thought I wasn't gonna do it. You got, you got me doing it. Just <laughs> storytelling. I don't. I don't know. Egg me on. Well, they end the match with um, Kofi getting carried out by New Day. They walk out together. Well, you want to add? <laughs> you you want to get to the finish? Yeah. Well. It was what? It was a pin. It was uh, the running. The knee. running knee, like the what, so, second or third running knee. Second running knee. So what happens is they're on top of one of the pods. Mm-hmm. Daniel Bryan gets thrown off by Kofi. Mm-hmm. Kofi tries a diving splash. splash, misses. Running knee, one two three. Daniel Bryan is the fourth man to ever go in first and retain his championship. That's his little stat they threw out at us. Yes. Um, Whatever. And after the match, Daniel Bryan leaves the ring, and Kofi's just there, and Biggie and Xavier Woods run down, and they're just... They pick him up, they praise him. Yeah, they're giving him some praise. Like, yo, man, this is your moment. Enjoy it. You earned this spot. Yeah. Excuse me. And for the most part, he did. He 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 held it down. He did his thing. But this is the problem with WWE's booking is that to me he doesn't feel like a main eventer. He put on a performance like a main event. He put on a main event performance, but he doesn't feel like a main eventer to me. Because he, they don't book him as that's, a main eventer. That's they, what they, I'm they, saying. They, no, no, I'm, I'm agreeing yeah. with you. It's like they book him with the he's the, a mid carder, the the pancakes and the goofiness and this and that, and I you can't take him seriously. He's a main eventer in the tag scene, but a mid carder in the singles the singles world. Yeah. <clears throat> but whatever I mean you want to talk about how we feel about the, the show as a whole of course I who, mean who wants to start us off why would we deviate from the plan for sure Bizzle because you've been saying uh, you seem to have very opposing opinions I'm from Shades very disinterested in this paper yeah. okay um, should I give my rating now or well give us your thoughts on it first and then give us I your just, I feel like the whole pay-per-view was pretty dull the only thing that really intri- intrigued me was the women's tag the, the women's tag title match and I don't know 
I felt like the last when the when Tamina and and Naya came out sucked all the energy out of it for me. It was like okay, the, all the women had a great showing for the first twenty twenty five minutes of the match, and then the powerhouses come in, blow them all out, and you know Naya runs into a glass, Sasha wins the match, and then they, you know that's the end of that. And then the other matches were just blah. I like I was like I said I kept calling the tag match a bore fest. Mm-hmm. I could not, as much as I tried to pay attention to it, I kept nodding off with it. Mm-hmm. Um, the Ruby match was a squash. Mm-hmm. The uh, Baron Corbin Bor- uh, Braun Strowman match was had happened, mm-hmm. and um, I didn't I, I didn't get to watch the the Dupree show. Match. The show. Yeah. So I mean maybe that would have changed my my opinion, but the chamber match was the the last chamber match. Uh, the last twenty minutes were the only thing I cared about with with Kofi and uh, the rest of it had a couple cool spots, but nothing we haven't seen out of a chamber match before. I do not think this was a good chamber match. I don't think it was a terrible chamber match, but nothing about this pay per view was good to me. Okay. It was completely disinteresting. Fair enough. Mr. Drill? Oh, hold on. Uh, what is your rating? Two. Wow. Two out of five. Yeah. Okay. I want to hear your thoughts, because I feel like Matt, we have Bizzle on one end of the spectrum, I think you're on the other, and I think I'm in the middle. Okay, so I'll... So I'll, I want to hear your thoughts. Um, I don't agree at all with what Bizzle is saying. I think that the, the start... With the pre-show, kind of kicked off the show in a in a good way. I think the women's elimination chamber helped that. It was a bit of a lull in certain spots in the tag team match, but you had some good spots with the coast to coast and the diving elbow outside. And then you had you know your icy title match, your squash match, which we were upset about, but you know Becky coming out kind of saved that segment for me. And then the only match that I was really like, I could have done without was the Braun Strowman and Baron Corbin match. Mm. Men's uh, chamber was good. It wasn't great. We've seen better. We've seen worse. For me, and you know I'm a harsh, harsh judge, Mm. I'm giving this four. (laughs) Okay. What roles have reversed here? I'm, I'm (laughs) I'm giving this a four. It wasn't... For me, it, wow. it wasn't a it wasn't boring. Okay. What what I told you earlier, especially when we were off air, was I was like, "There's no horse in this race for me." Right. So I don't really have any interest. Mm-hmm. But their spots kept me hooked in. Okay. Not necessarily interested, but it kept me invested in the match. Okay. And then, not only, you know. Winning most of the the, uh, <laughs> the matches uh, is a little well icing on the cake for me. Huh? Right, fair. So for me, I would give it a four. Okay. Wow. Four topes. That might be the highest rating I can remember you giving any WWE event. I think the only other pay per view that has went higher than a three point five is Evolution. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So. I felt like this was a filler pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Going, 
I went into this only caring about one match. Mm-hmm. Everything else after that was, to me, 100% just filler stuff that they felt like they have to do because they have the two pay-per-views before Mania. In between the Rumble, I mean, they had to do stuff. They have to set things in motion. And, like, it's just, it is what it is. And the biggest example of that to me was the Women's Championship match where Ruby got squashed because they just needed to have Ronda have a match. But it was for, it was more meant to further move along the Becky, Charlotte, Ronda stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, it didn't need to be there. It had no place there. The Braun and Baron Corbin match was completely inconsequential had no reason, had no purpose, just like their stuff on Raw. Had, like, whenever these guys, you know, the Lashley and McIntyre and Braun and Braun, they come on Raw these last few weeks and I just don't care. It's pointless nonsense to me. Mm-hmm. So, if I'm going to rate the pay-per-view as a whole, I have to take into account things that I don't care to see, that I don't need to see, that are a waste of my time. Mm-hmm. That the Braun, Braun, blah, 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 waste of my time. Baron. Whatever, Baron, they're they're all the same nonsense. Waste of my they're time. They're all interchangeable. Exactly. <laughs> Waste of my time. The 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 McMiz and Usos, while there was a title change, which is the only thing that gave it anything to 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 have consequence, was a waste of my time. Because not like, okay, whatever. We're only waiting for someone to turn so we can have the Miz and Shane Mania match. Mm-hmm. So, Finn winning, we know that was going to happen. We're happy that Finn won. It was more about the outcomes than the actual matches and show themselves. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, for me, I'm going to, I don't know. Uh, nothing was awful, mm-hmm. which is what you were saying. You know, Nothing was bad other than Lacey Evans. That's going to take away points for me. The whole Lacey Evans nonsense, a 22-minute gap, and Lacey Evans, Lacey Evans, everything Lacey Evans. She was there for five seconds. Seconds. She was there for longer than the Ruby Riot. And that's... Exactly. (laughs) And that's not okay. That's not okay. It's not okay. I got... uh, I got... I think retrospectively, when we look at this at the end of the year, this is going to be one of the worst lower end of the paper. I disagree. I disagree. I'm going to... You're talking about the first real pay-per-view of the year. And you're saying it's going to be the worst pay-per-view? This I mean, Fastlane's in three weeks. That's going to you don't think Fastlane's going to be worse than this? I think it's going to be. I don't know. The name alone is going to be terrible. It's awful. It's, it's already dumb. I can't yeah. I can't go more than 375. 375's high. What? I can't go more than that. I'm, I kind of want to sit at 3.5. I mean, this is your rating, kid. I think I'm going to sit at 3.5 because one match I cared about and enjoyed... Another match was the the chamber the men's chamber match was booked poorly in my opinion. Kofi was the star of the show, but the match itself was booked horrendously in my opinion. They're they're booking Kofi for a one uh, for a singles run. That's why. But the rest of the, the so then do that. But they did. So question: what what was so what was appealing enough to give it that rating to you then? The the women's chamber match, and like I said. Nothing was bad, and there was the the title changes because they they matter because their title changes mm-hmm. give it something. So they'd lift that. the The Becky segment lifts it. So like that's why like for me everything that was great had something in reverse. You know you had the the women's chamber match that's top notch level stuff right there, mm-hmm. and then you have Lacey Evans that's the bottom of the barrel. You have 
the two title changes and the Becky segment, and then you have Ruby getting squashed and the terrible booking of the of the main event. You have, you know, the nothingness of the brawn and blah 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 blah, and then you had the good kickoff show. So like everything cancels each other out. So I feel like I have to go three point five. You know, I'm, I I I don't know. I mean, to me, match of the night was hands down the women's chamber match. In my opinion, that's match of the night. Yeah. But I I, I don't know. Three point five. Nothing other than Lacey Evans made me angry in this in the show. Yeah. And to me, that's usually my problem. And Ruby Riot. And and Ru- Do you see how I keep forgetting because of what they did? <laughs> You just but need, I think he's trying, to out of think he's trying to bring you into his... He's no, trying to get his, me to go lower yeah, than 3.5. Well, yeah, that's exactly well, what he's trying to do. I'm surprised that you're not... Uh, you're, it seems to Did me you like not hear my rant earlier? I know, but like you're just blacking out like Ruby Riot, like it never happened. Because like, I don't feel like ranting all day. <sighs> I guess. Because if I go... see, I'm, I'm surprised you that you're not like... I don't know. What are you trying to do here, Bizzle? No, I, he's trying to make me hit. Something. I just think well, he's this, trying to. I think he's trying to get you to lower his what you call. I think this this grade. show was just extremely. And it's working because the more he mentions Ruby Riot, the more I want to go down to three point two five. Because because you're highlighting Lacey Evans, and I'm like, but but the one of the higher and higher caliber women on the Raw roster right now just got squashed for yeah, so, a, a triple threat match that we don't even want. But. In terms of storyline booking, they needed that. No, they didn't need to squash it. No, when you're you're looking at the squash, in, in as that's what it is. It's just a squash. What they needed to do was have Ronda on the show. Mm-hmm. Granted, you could have had Ronda face anyone. Mm-hmm. But they could have had her against Lacey Evans. <laughs> you're not no. gonna propel Lacey Evans to no, a women's no, no. championship match. But but to, to to your point, both of your points. Like you're 100. Ronda has to be on the show in order to have that segment. She has to be in the show. Mm-hmm. She has to have a match. So who do you have? Who do you have to compete to to put in the match with? There's zero. Mickey there's James. no Alexa, Alice. Not worthy of the championship. You, still you, not worthy of the They haven't. They haven't. Bliss. They She's haven't not built the anything. They even, didn't. They even didn't build anything with Ruby. They 100%, didn't have to 100%. Hundred percent. No, 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 but there no. was a more build with Ruby because of the whole Riot Squad. She beating up both members of the Riot Squad. There's more build there than with anybody other, any other female on the roster. You have no choice. You have all of your other women are competing in the tag in the tag chamber match, or they're like Mickey James or Alexa Bliss, who are doing who are or, or Alexa Bliss is doing her her moment of bliss. So she's not in, the, in a story right now. Uh, Mickey James is not eligible for the title because she's not worthy. She hasn't, not, she hasn't done anything. Alicia Fox hasn't isn't done worthy. anything. Natty isn't worth it right now. They've already done this. The only person that they have even. A, a smidget of storyline is Ruby Riot, so she has to be the one you go up against. I'm not. I have no problem with her facing Ruby Riot. My issue is what they did with that match. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just feel like they 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 squeezed it in there, and I had a hope of like, okay, maybe this could potentially like entice me to want to like really watch the rest of this pay per view. And then I just didn't have any need to. I if I like, if right. I look at the booking. Of everything, this whole show could end up having like a one point five, because the booking of a lot of it to me makes no sense whatsoever and angers me. But I disagree. Watching the show, I it's a, it's a, it's a two point five or a three point five, whatever I gave it. It's like middle of the pack. It's fine. Yeah. Did I say three point five? Yeah, it's a three point five. That is not what I meant at all. 
<laughs> the whole time I'm thinking 3.5, I'm thinking like dead center, like nothing less, nothing like more. Like half 3. of a 5. 5 would be. Yeah, I listen, I've been up since 6.30. So you're dropping your 3.5 to 2.5. I'll say 2.75. 275. Because you started two, off 375. I'll say 275. Yeah, I don't know what's going on. I'm going to say 275. <laughs> mm, final answer? Three. Cool. I will keep it at three. Because, again, there was some stuff that I was happy about, but a lot of the booking stuff was very, very frustrating to me. I, I, I don't... I can't agree with you with the booking. I thought that, what like... What they did to Ruby Riot is pathetic. Yeah, but she's been squashing everybody, so it it goes into her character. I understand that, but I'm saying you have to look past that. You what do you like? You have to be able to understand that you have wrestlers that you need to use later. Ruby's never gonna be like taken seriously if you treat her like this. I mean, I under, I agree with that, but you see, you could say the same thing for anybody that's gone against Brock Lesnar. And we have said the same. About people who go the people who aren't already established, the people who who Brock has been going up against lately, are people who are past champions, or who are already established. Ruby is not a past champion. She's not established as one of your top women. That's the difference here. Brock is going up against Seth Rollins, former WWE champion, Dean Ambrose. At the time when he fought Dean Ambrose back then, he wasn't a champion, but now former WWE champion. AJ Styles, WWE champion for over a year. Uh, who else? Braun Strowman, not a champion yet, but he feels like he belongs in that scene. Mm-hmm. Um, who else has he faced? Daniel Bryan. Finn Daniel Balor. Bryan, f- former champion. Finn Balor, former Samoa champion. Joe. Samoa Joe, not a champion in the, in the main roster, but the, di- the guy's definitely... Top def- tier yeah. main event status. I don't know. I feel like... In terms of booking. And even with the, the way they book Samoa Joe, I'm not happy with. Because I feel like he could fall into the same crack as Ruby Riot. Yes. I feel like they treat them both equally. Oh, mm-hmm. these are steady hands that we that we can count on, and we can just job them out whenever we want. And that's dumb. Again, back to the... I, didn't like, I did not like Samoa Joe being the first one out. No. I agree with you with that. That's a huge mistake. If anybody could have been eliminated first, it would have been Jeff Hardy. Joe should have been the monster of the match. Because there is no monster in this match. No. It should have been Joe. It was Joe, Joe. Joe should have been eating everyone alive. It wasn't Joe. He was eliminated first. Exactly. No, but How are you a monster? He was eliminated first. Out of everyone else is just like skinny high flyers for the most part. But I'm saying and he Red wasn't Jordan. the way he was should have been booked in the match. Right, right, right. Is he should have been booked as been the monster. monster of the yes. match. Yes. And they didn't do that. But anyway. I'll, what, did I, what did I finish on? Three? <laughs> Three. <laughs> That's Three? what you went with. Yes. I'm going to finish with three. I don't know. This is stressing me out. That gave me all upset. So let's bring this home. Uh, bring us home, Mr. Thrill. <sighs> Thank you all for listening to our recap and review of WWE Elimination Chamber 2019. Please make sure to feel free to give us your thoughts and opinions on what you felt about the matches, the show as a whole, the booking, mind nonstop ranting, and Bizzle trying to get me to change my mind by I, using by, by goading me with Ruby Riot because you know that's my weak spot. Don't forget to you know give us your thoughts on SoundCloud, on Facebook, or on Twitter. All slash grapples to apples as grapples the number two, two apples. As always, you're listening to us here on SoundCloud.com again. That's SoundCloud.com slash grapples. Two apples, the number two, 
or you're listening to us on Google Play Music or on Apple Podcasts. As always, I have been one of your hosts, your angrier of the three hosts, Will the Thrill, the Poetarian, Shakespearean Candidate, Major English, whatever you need me to be, that's who I'll be, especially if you need me to be someone who's ranting, because that's what I do lately. Joined, as usual, to my left. By your boy, the man of the hour, the man with the power. Too darn sweet to be sour. I'm sour. Cream of the crop, <laughs> rise to the top. Mr. Sunglasses at night himself, Mr. LL Cool J. <laughs> Shades. You know, when we get a cease and desist and a lawsuit and a copyright no, I'm, from the, yo, I'm from, LL, I'm from like Hollis, Wonder Brother man. I'm from Hollis. Hollis. <laughs> Hollis Queens. <laughs> Uh, and, and also joined by the double Z and the double E, Maddie Bizzle. Thanks for listening, Internet. We love you all. Don't forget to tune in on Wednesday for our weekly episode where we talk about news, recaps of shows. We have Impact. Um, had a, week, a show this weekend. Also, Rev Pro. Rev Pro. We got a bunch to talk about Ooh. this week, so do not forget to Rev tune Pro. in on Wednesday. Until then, we will catch you all later. Peace. Peace and love. Watch the next team.